0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends. Wherever you might be, I hope that you are having a fantastic day in Clash of Clans. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I am your host, Catfish, and I want to thank you all for riding along with me on my commute to work this morning. Uh, Today is a very special day today. Uh, You see, I, uh, I myself am a geek. And I live in a house with other geeks. Uh, we celebrate things like Pi Day. Um, Pi Day is a very, a very special day to me. If you're not sure what that's about, I'm sure we'll get into that in, oh, I don't know, episode 40-something come next year. Uh, but today is Star Wars Day, y'all. Today is May the 4th, and in a, in a house of geeks, uh, that is a special day. Uh, it's also special in that Uh, I believe our friend Proverbs31 over at Clash on the Potty is having a giveaway because she reached 100 subs on her YouTube channel, and she's giving away some uh, some gift cards, and the last day to register in the Clash on the Potty Discord server is today. So if you haven't already done that, uh, I know that by the time this episode gets published, it's going to be late in the day, but head on over to the Clash on the Potty Discord server and... uh, enter for that contest in the giveaway section. Uh, You'll see a giveaway channel in there. And if you haven't already, search for Clash on the Potty on YouTube and uh, show Proverbs 31 a little bit of love over there. Now, speaking of her contests, uh, last week I had a contest of my own that I was hosting here on the podcast. A little bit bit different. Uh, There was only two individuals who were directly involved, though I know that a few others of you in the community were getting messages uh, during this time. You see, last week I had mentioned that Dynamite kept forgetting Miss P's name in one of his episodes. That's, that's been a meme that's been going on now in the Clash of Clans podcast for a couple weeks now. Uh, I, I think we can officially call it over, uh, at this point. However, my, my contest was, you know, I, I forgot what Dynamite's name was. And I said, whoever was first between Dynamite and Miss P to DM me on Discord with his, and and pay attention here for a second, with his real name, uh, that there was going to be some sort of action that took place. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, within moments of me hitting publish on that episode, uh, I I was sitting at a cafe. I I had ordered my my sandwich and my cup of coffee. I hadn't even received my order yet. And I sit down, hit publish on the episode, and within 30 seconds, I have a DM from Miss P. And I thought, how on earth did she get through 40 minutes of content in 30 seconds and know to DM me already? Well, thank you for that, Waze. Uh, Now, it was on a completely separate matter. But I thought that poor old Dynamite was a goner for certain. You see, I said if, if Miss P DM'd me with, with his real name first, that the Dynamite was gonna get kicked from Eden's Edge. If he was able to, to uh, DM me first and, and remind me about his real name and tell me how much he loves Miss P, that uh, he would become the newest co-leader in Eden's Edge. Now, it didn't take very long uh, until Miss P really did send me a DM with Dynamite in it. And this is where I said pay attention because when I announced it, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of made sure that that Dynamite was going to have a chance at winning because I know that Miss P listens to podcasts just as soon as they come out. Uh, and she is quick on the DMs, always one of the first people to, uh, to DM things and, and, and provide some encouragement. And she, within about an hour of it getting published, was already already DMing me with, with Dynamite's name. And uh, I said, well, yes, Dynamite is his Discord name. However, he does not go by Dynamite in Clash of Clans, nor does he go by it as his real name. So yeah, I, I kind of cheated. I, I said real name. Dynamite does have an account that has his real first name, so I, I figured it's not really not doxing my little buddy there because he has his real name out there in the Clash of of Clans community. So there was a a flurry of DMs going back and forth of her hunting for people that may actually know what his real first name was. Uh, And at the same time, there was some things going on with people trying to get Dynamite's attention uh, because he just recently started a new job and has been a little bit busier than normal. Needless to say, Dynamite did, by two minutes, beat Miss P to a DM into my inbox with his real name saying that Dynamite loves Miss P and for everything that she does in the Clash of Clans podcast community. So uh, congratulations to Dynamite on getting promoted to co-leader in Eden's Edge. It's been uh, about a week now, it'll be a week this evening, uh, since he officially got the promotion And he has already jumped in uh, doing great things and helping us out in the clans. Uh, He had already been doing a lot of these things, which is why the leadership team at Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge had uh, decided we were going to promote him. Uh, We needed a little bit more oversight down in Eden's Edge because uh, some of the co-leaders that are in Eden's Edge have main accounts that were pulled up to Knights of Zion, so now their, their duties are a little bit split, you know? They're trying to help manage in several different clans. Uh, they, a couple of them, also are helping to run the use code Klaus Clan, which is where uh, Klaus Gaming has his Rush to Max series and his uh, Farm to Max series. So we've got we've got some co-leaders that are trying to help run three different clans and do all of their own stuff. So we, we needed to add somebody, and Dynamite was a, a perfect guy to add to leadership team. So congrats, Bud. Uh, I know that you'll. You'll be doing good things, and I'm, I'm glad to be serving on a leadership team with you yet again uh, after our time together working in Calvinist and Gilda Grace. It's nice to have you uh, as a co-leader beside me once again. It ahead. And while we are celebrating in that aspect, uh, we do have a little bit, we are mourning a loss. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I, I mentioned it last week, COTP plebs had been on a fantastic streak. Uh, We had won eight wars in a row. We had never lost a war. We were at 20 wars and had only ever won or tied. And those ties were always perfect versus perfect. Well, our 21st war, we were finally matched against somebody that we could not overcome. Uh, You see, we have a few town hall nines uh, at the time, I think we only had three, and we're baby town hall nines, right? And we get, maxed up, we get matched up against a clan that has two almost max town hall nines, and our our baby uh, town hall nines with like level six queens just are not going to be able to blast through a max level town hall nine. Uh, we are a level four clan, so we don't have any of those bonuses, any of those perks where our donated troops get bumped up a level, uh, they were a higher level clan. Uh, I believe it was a level 9 clan. So they've got that one troop level bonus and they've got max Town Hall 9 level troops. And I think they may have even had a Town Hall 9 or a Town Hall 10 in the clan that was donating to them. So clearly we were a little bit outmatched. Uh, We did end up losing by two stars because we could not get the triples on those two Town Hall 9s at the top. Uh, we tripled everything else. They ended up getting a, a perfect war against us, so congratulations to that team. Uh, Tribe of Judah's already shouted them out on the Clash on the Potty podcast. Uh, but we knew that was going to be coming eventually. We knew that at some point the matchmaking algorithm was going to actually pit us up against a clan that was going to be a little bit tough for us to beat. So now we're going to start that streak over. Uh, we ended up going to 17 wins, 1 loss and three ties, uh, so great job to the Clash on the Potty crew. The very next war, we came out just crushing it again. We ended up with another perfect war, um, destroyed the other team, um, and we kept that streak going. Well, not kept the streak going. We started a streak over. Now, the bad thing about that, about that war, um, when we first started Clash on the Potty, we were trying to schedule our wars to be done at certain times, uh, which a lot of clans do, right? You want to have a, a regular schedule. I think that really helps get people um, used to when wars are going to begin and when they're going to end. Uh, if, if you have a varying start and stop time, you're going you're gonna to end up with people who miss war attacks a, a lot more frequently, so it is, it's better for regular wars if you can control the time to always start start your search around the same time. What we were finding when we were doing this with the the plebs clan with a bunch of low town hall levels, these war spins were taking forever. Uh, We at one point, I think we were trying a, a 35 or a 40 war and spent two days solid doing a search and could never come up with a match so we've had to drop down the number of people that we could put into the clan. So we we just started searching. As soon as the war would end and a a co-leader would get on, we would just search, regardless of what time it was, because we knew that those searches were gonna take so long. And that ended up being the exact problem that I was trying to prevent, and I was the problem. Uh, You see, I didn't even pay attention that this battle day for the last war that we did was going to be during the, the hours leading up to CWL. So we spun that war. It took a little while to find a match, and it's going. And then all of a sudden I realized, hey, it's Saturday, and it's CWL spin time, and I need to spend some time figuring out rosters for Knights of Zion. And who's going to be a Knights of Zion, and who is going to be able to go down to some of the other clans? See, we uh, we have approximately 36 Active Town Hall 14s. I'm sorry, 26 active Town Hall 14s in Knights of Zion. Uh, in Champions 3, you can only have 15 v 15, so we, there's a bunch of people that aren't going to be on the starting roster. Uh, and I've, I've said it before, we like to take about 20 people onto the roster so that we have a few people to rotate in. Uh, if somebody's going to miss a day, uh, if somebody has a case of the Yips, uh, where they're just not hitting very well, we can we can sit them on the bench for a while. So we have to whittle that down to like the 20 people. And this month was, it, since my time being a co-leader in Knights of Zion and trying to help with this uh, CWL roster, this was absolutely the most difficult time that we have ever had trying to come up with a roster. Uh, and we had to send people down to Eden's Edge or let them go off to their, their other clan families that they may have, um, we had to send guys down that in the previous year, months, whoa, hey there, buddy, why don't you uh, not cut me off, all right, uh, but yeah, we've had guys who were on the starting roster day one that, I mean, it came down to splitting hairs of, of looking at statistics of who had a, a higher average percentage percentage over the last month, and, and who had, you know, it, it was a really difficult process, so, to, to the guys who did get um, told that they were not going to be on the starting roster, uh, or the bench in Knights of Zion, I'm, I'm sorry guys, it was absolutely nothing personal, you guys are all fantastic attackers, if you weren't, you wouldn't even be in the clan. Um, wouldn't even be in the clan family, uh, we like, we like to have some high standards for ourselves, uh, but when we're, we're trying to come up with, do we keep 26 14s on the roster, and then you can only play 15 of them per day, and now you might end up with a bunch of guys who don't even get a chance to attend. All right, sorry about that little interruption there, y'all. Uh, got a phone call while I was driving and didn't realize that was going to mess up my recording on the podcast. Uh, so as I was talking about sending people out of Knights of Zion, it's not that, that we don't think that they are worthy to be in the Knights of Zion. It's that we want to give them a chance to actually attack. Um, now, Tribe of Judah mentioned it on his, his last episode. Uh, he was one of the guys, uh, he's one of the newer guys of the clan. And it was, he, it was a toss up. There were like three people that we were deciding between for that 20th spot. And, uh, Tribe was one of them, so I mean, you were—it was close, dude, and it wasn't even a, a unanimous decision. There were there were votes for everybody involved, and we just had to make the had to make the call, and it was getting kind of late in the day. We needed to make the call so these guys could move in time to actually be able to participate in CWL. And that 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 brings me to something that has, for the most part, has been a great thing. Uh, Discord is something that we all use. Uh, I think just about every clan that's involved in these podcast wars that we've been talking about. Everybody's in Discord and has been active. And that is a fantastic tool to use for Clash of Clans. For any gaming, for that matter. I mean, It wasn't built for Clash of Clans, right? It's, a, it's a centered around gaming. And it has been a fantastic tool to use. That being said, we have... People who are not paying attention to Discord. So we put out the roster on Discord because it is so much easier to type that stupid thing out on Discord than in the uh, hey man, what is with today and people just trying to cut me off. Uh, it, it, it's much easier to type that out on Discord and put it up there than it is in Clash of Clans in-game mail. That clan mail tool is terrible. Uh, it, you know, at least on my my iPhone device, you can't, you know, you can't go back and edit without backspacing through the entire thing, you can't make lists, it's difficult, so we put it out on Discord, and we had a couple guys who we said, uh, now we put a clan mail out that said check Discord, because the roster has been put out, and you have until this time to check that roster, because the spin is going to be at our normal time, and we had guys that didn't check the roster, so they missed out. Uh, We uh, ended up, because they can at least get some of the medals from sitting on the bench, they got put onto the roster in Knights of Zion, but they're not going to be getting any playtime because you failed to check clan mail and check the communications. So make sure that if you're in a clan that's using a tool like that and trying to communicate like that, check it regularly, guys. we, we understand when, when things happen. Like uh, King Zyglon's one of our guys. We hadn't heard from him on Discord in a little while. He's been active in the, in the clan, been crushing it in wars. We put our signups on Discord for C.W.L. and we never got any response from him. Uh, so I, you know, I hit him up in clan mail. I was like, "Hey, uh, King, you check Discord, bud." And here it turned out he had a problem with his phone. It got reset to factory settings and had to reload everything. And he had an issue getting logged back into his Discord account. We got that all fixed, taken care of. So he's back. Uh, But we do have a couple guys who, they just don't seem to check it very often. And if you don't, you're going to miss out on things. Uh, So make sure that if if you're going to be in one of these clans that likes to to communicate, that you're communicating with them, or you're going to miss out on some of the great things that we have going on. So Knights of Zion, we are competing in Champion 3. Uh, Our goal was to try push up into Champion 2 this month, uh, we we have a large family of people in that have been involved with Knights of Zion throughout the years, and we, we called in a couple of our old buddies to come in and try to help us, so we've kind of stacked the roster a little bit this month. Uh, and unfortunately, day one did not go as planned. Uh, we only ended up with one out of 15 triples, which is just not going to cut it. Uh, in champion league you're you're not going to promote if you can't get triples we had a bunch of high percent two stars but when we're in a when we're in a league where god where clans are getting at least eight triples um yeah we're gonna have to step up the games hopefully tomorrow we're gonna be able to uh to pull it together actually it's today day one just recently ended uh because you know champion league cwl spins can take many many hours too uh, they i think we spun it at like around 8 p.m eastern time and we didn't get a match until the sometime the next morning um, so our our day one just recently ended uh for me and we're now into day two hopefully day two will go a little bit better for us and we'll be able to get over this not being able to get triples and we'll be able to push up a little bit better. Uh, For COTP plebs, the plebs are in silver tube, and we are yet again, we're we're working. We're working in in CWL. Uh, We are currently sitting on our roster. We've got six Town Hall 9s, 14 Town Hall 8s, five Town Hall 7s, and five Town Hall 6s. The first clan that we went up against had Town Hall 10s, 11s, 12s, and 13s. <laughs> so, of course, you would expect that we're just going to get demolished, right? Well, that's, that's not always the case. Uh, a lot, Most of their bases were completely and utterly rushed so that we were getting uh, Town Hall 9s that were able to triple some of the 10s. Uh, some of our Town Hall 9s were getting two stars against some of their super rushed 11s and 12s. And we used the vast majority of our attacks, while the other team only used 10 of their 30. So we were able to, uh, to knock that out of the park there. We won our first day, 51 to 24. The next clan in line with the most trophies, or with the most stars in day one, only had 32 32 stars, we had 51. So hopefully we'll be able to continue this uh, this streak in CWL, and uh, we'll be working a little bit higher in the CWL rankings. Now, I, I, I talked about last week how my intent for, well, one of my intents for this podcast was to highlight my plan, right? I, I want to use it as somewhat of a recruitment tool. Then I, I feel like the, the podcast community is a little bit more serious than your average YouTube fan. And we get a lot of people applying to the clans because of having YouTuber Klaus in the clan. Uh, but most of them are going to be rushed or very low level, which that's why he has the use code Klaus clan. Anybody can join at any town hall level. It doesn't matter if you're rushed or not, you, but it's first come, first serve. Have a bunch of people that complain then that, hey, you know, Klaus should have more, have another clan for his, his YouTube community. Well, if he's got 500,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, do you know how many clans he would have to have to be able to have every single one of his subscribers in a clan with him? He, He, no, no, nobody's got that much time. So he runs three clans, and that's uh, that's about all he's got time to do on top of these other stuff. But for recruitment up in, in Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge, I wanted to get the word out there to a little bit more serious community, and I think it's starting to work. Um, shortly after publishing last week's episode, uh, I actually did get a couple uh, applicants from the podcast community. And uh, I I hope that that, uh, we'll be seeing them come into the clan uh, very shortly. Um, We want to wait until after CWL to actually bring them in so they can get a chance to finish up their hero upgrades and uh, do some CWL stuff with their uh, mini clans. And then hopefully we'll see them starting some trials very soon over in Knights of Zion. I'm looking forward to that. And the funny thing is, well, it's not funny. It's it's (laughs) one of the sad things. Uh, you have heard me talk about our guy Crackers on several episodes. Uh, Crackers is a fantastic attacker. Uh, he ended up, he was number one global for a while um, at the, the day that the the season reset. Uh, and I said that it was before he started taking defenses. I was wrong. He had actually taken uh, several defenses and was still number one. He ended up at the end of the day, after all the defenses, he still ended up top 10 in global uh, after that first day and is continuing to push. That's that's what he's doing right now. He joined a, a push clan that is closer to where he is. You see, our boy Crackers is from Europe. And when he gets a chance to clash, it's typically the middle of the night for the United States. So we don't have as many people online and active to help donate troops to. So he decided that he has enjoyed being in this push clan that's all based around him. So he wanted to stay there uh, this month, so that you know it's a little bit easier for him to get to class. And I, I thought, okay, what that tells me is that me and the rest of the recruitment team need to up our game in the European theater, and we need to try to get a few more folks from Europe to come on over to the clan. Well, before I even say this publicly. One of the guys from the podcast community that applies just happens to be from Europe. So, things are maybe looking up. So, if you happen to be a Town Hall 13 or 14 that's in Europe, and you're looking for a... We're not a competitive clan. We, as a clan, don't go and compete in any leagues at this time. We do have some people who individually individually will go out uh, and do some of the friendly wars with clans uh, that are in leagues. But, as a clan we're not doing that organized yet. So we're, we're still casual, but we're trying to be really good casual. So if you're a, a 13 or a 14 who's looking for a clan that's on the cusp of potentially being competitive, give us a look up. Hit me up on Discord. Uh, I'll, I'll send you links over to where our our application server is uh, because we'd like to get a few more people from Europe in there so that maybe we can bring crackers back. <laughs> So that when he is online in the mornings in the UK, he'll have a few more people online. We do have some people from Europe who are in the clan right now. Uh, Actually, I believe one of our our base builders uh, is is from Europe. And we have people who are online at all hours of the night. But we would like to get a few more folks uh, from that region of the world. Uh, Eden's Edge, we have people from all over. We've got uh, a lot of people who are based in North America. Uh, We have several people actually now that are coming in. We've got a few people who were from India in that region and a couple folks from Europe. So uh, if you are a Town Hall 11 through 13 who uh, would like to be in our our, our our feeder clan, our AAA clan, if you will, uh, give us a look up on Eden's Edge and uh, we'll get you in there and, and give you a try out. Uh, but yeah, that, that's going to be one of my goals now is to, to start reaching out to some of the the, the folks who are in the European part of the world and and hopefully be able to pull a couple more folks in. And that's going to be a little bit more difficult after this summer. Uh, I saw an announcement, I believe it was yesterday, so Monday, uh, the 3rd, where Supercell is going to be shutting down the official Clash of Clans forums on their website. Uh, And that had been... That is a treasure trove of information. Going back to, you know, the history of the game from the time that it was first released up until now, where there's all kinds of of interactions. Users who are just getting in there and asking questions and having other people who have have been veterans at the game answering them. And from time to time, actual Supercell employees jumping in and and answering questions, uh, reporting bug problems and bug fixes. Well, it's just no longer a feasible thing for them to keep the forums up and running. There are so many other places now where you can get in contact with with community managers and a lot of the the Supercell uh, team, such as places like Reddit. Uh, Darian's actually up on Twitter responding to people. Um, But that was a place. The forums was a place that I used to recruit from. We have... Three or four folks that are in our, our clan family that I pulled directly out of the Supercell forums for Clash of Clans. Uh, we had a recruitment page up there. So it's going to be something I miss. No, I, I wasn't posting up there every day, uh, but I was up there regularly reading the things that were getting posted and, and hunting for answers for things. And it was it was a great forum and I can't wait to see what we will have in the future that replaces this. So with the Supercell uh, official forums going away, I think we're going to see more of a move towards probably the uh, the r slash Clash of Clans Reddit. Uh, I'm 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 a member of that Reddit community, but I'm I'm not really an active guy on Reddit. It's just never really been my thing. But like I said, I I'm not a person who posts every day on the Supercell forums either. Uh, so hopefully. In this time between when Supercell turns off the forums and, and makes them read-only, uh, people will be able to archive a lot of the old data, a lot of the historical stuff. Um, it's just neat for us guys who have been in the game forever to go back and, and look at and, and remind ourselves about how things used to work. Uh, hopefully a lot of that will get saved elsewhere. Um, and then I'm assuming that a lot of folks are going to be moving over more towards the reddit community now the um, the reddit clash of clans does have a, their own discord server uh, and it's it's actually pretty massive uh, they have a channel in there that they call global chat that is kind of replaced the in-game global chat and uh, that there's people in there asking all kinds of crazy stuff um, so if you're wanting some more like global chat used to be things and look up the, the slash r slash clash of clans reddit community discord and they have a lot of things there um, they have a lot of monthly contests to see who can uh, who will be you know highest in the trophies for both uh, main village and builder base at the end of each season uh, they, they run a lot of events out of there um, I, again I'm, I'm in it but I'm, I'm not actively uh, in the that discord community because I I have so many others that I'm, that I'm watching over and and participating in, Uh, which, which brings me to, to somewhat of a question. Uh, I have not set up my own discord server. Again, I don't, I don't think that, that I, I need to have my own discord server. I don't want to have to run one because I'm, I'm helping to moderate the, the Klaus gaming discord server. Uh, I'm in the Knights of Zion, uh, the private discord server there and doing the leader roles and stuff there. Uh, and I'm in several others. Uh, Clash on the Potty, the Reform Gamers. Uh, and I, I feel like trying to set up and run my own Discord would just be a distraction to all the other things that I have going on. Uh, however, I did get an intriguing invitation. Um, the Tribe of Judah has offered to let me have my own little section of channels on the Clash on the Potty server. Uh, so I, I'd like to know, what do you think? Should I should I go ahead and uh, officially join the Clash on the Potty family? I, I, I kind of think that I already am. I, I started this podcast because of being inspired by, by Tribe and Proverbs uh, and, and f- figured it would be a way to get to know some more of the folks in the podcast community a way to help recruit to all the various clans that I'm in and uh, now I'm getting to the point where I'm getting a little bit of feedback and it's mostly been in DMs so uh, let me know hit up and post in the clash on the potty discord server in the like the general chat section if uh, you think that I should go ahead and have a little little section in the server that's devoted to clashing in traffic Uh, I think that could be fun it would give me a a base of operations for uh, some more direct interaction with uh, the subscribers. I could take some, uh, you know, questions and, and, and comments and suggestions and whatnot. Uh, and I, I really, you know, I, I love the community there, um, where that we have built from from back in the old Calvinist Clash of Clans days to Guild of Grace, Icy Golem, uh, all being kind of one extended family that we have now continued to grow, uh, where Tribe and Proverbs inspired Marshman and Dynamite and myself to start podcasts, and I I really do feel like we are a family, and uh, I think I would be honored to be included in that, so maybe we'll, we'll get that set up soon be able to participate there. So I will include a link to the Clash on the Potty Discord in uh, this episode's notes. And uh, if you're not already in there, um, I'm sure most of my listeners probably are. Uh, if you're not, go ahead and join us. In, uh, uh, we've got a lot of great family-friendly stuff going on in there. Uh, we try to keep it all all clean because you know, a lot of us clash with our kids, and we want to be able to have a place where mom and dad can hang out and do their thing, and then the kids can also be in a safe environment and chat. and uh, It's really nice to see these families who, who game together, and even if you're even if the kids aren't all playing Clash of Clans, um, just hanging out in that community has been a, a real blessing to me, and I, I look forward to uh, maybe growing that little bit of community even. Further. So a little on other non-Clash of Clans things. Uh, today my, my coffee selection is again that Columbia uh, roast that uh, my buddy Luke uh, up at High Bank Coffee sent to me. Um, this week uh, I, I have really been uh, experimenting with my AeroPress. Uh, I saw some folks talking about this actual device and I believe it was in the Clash Files Discord they were asking about it. Uh, The Aeropress is, it is a very simplistic yet versatile brewer for brewing coffee. Um, It it, it retails for $30 or under depending on where you you look. Uh, I think online you can get it for $30. I think they sell them at some of the big box stores. You can get about that. Me, my, my wifey and I love going to TJ Maxx and Marshalls It's like one of our favorite things to go shopping and, and treasure hunting in those stores. And I think they sell them there for like $19. Uh, but it's a, an extremely versatile way to make specialty coffee. And if there, there are apps that I have downloaded on my phone that give me all of these different recipes and, and ways to, different ways to brew coffee through this one device. And it can give me everything from almost an espresso. Uh, I can't, it can't technically make espresso, but it can make you a very close thing to an espresso. Um, or you're getting some of the the darker, more chocolatey notes, the little bit of bitter that comes with it, uh, mixed with that little, little tiny bit of a sour note that comes from the fruit uh, that you're going to get in, a, in an espresso. It can do just like your standard drip kind of coffee it, it, where, where you're you're just putting in some beans and running it through in a, in a quick manner um, and you can brew up a good cup of coffee in, in, in about two minutes uh, and then you can experiment with all of these fun different you know grind settings and how long you're you're letting the beans sit in the water uh, and whether you're doing it right side up or upside down yeah there, there actually is an inverted and a standard method for brewing with the aeropress and in it makes all kinds of difference uh, with how your cup is going to turn out, uh, water temperature, um, how, how hot you're doing it, and how long you're letting it extract. It's, it's a really cool device that if you're looking to get into, um, maybe get into some more specialty level coffee and experiment with things, uh, I absolutely recommend it as being one of the first things that you buy. It's, it's way cheaper than an espresso machine. Uh, it's way more versatile than say something like a, an Italian mocha pot, which, um, it, like, if you look at old school, um, I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of European influences in this mocha pot thing. Um, you might see it in some some old movies or TV shows, but it's it's literally you put coffee grounds inside this thing, um, you put water in the base, you screw it all together, and you put it on your stovetop, and it makes almost an espresso-like drink, really strong, um, and, and it can get really bitter and, and, and dark because you're, you're using boiling water, uh, so it gets a little little, little hot there. Um, that's an easy way to make an espresso-style drink, but that's all it does. The AeroPress can do that and in so much more, uh, so I have really been enjoying it. Um, I've been brewing with a much coarser grind this week, so more of like a French press grind where you, you want your, if you're using a French press, you want your, um, your, your grounds to be a lot coarser. Than say if you're doing a drip or a pour-over or an espresso. Um, so I've been using this much coarser grind and a lot lower water temperature, and it it almost makes it almost makes the coffee feel thicker um, and it brings out a lot more sweetness. So I don't put any any cream or sugar in my coffee, but it still tastes sweet. I, I gave some to my wife. My wife likes to put um, she puts a couple sweeteners in her in her americanos that i make her every morning uh and i was like here why don't you try this i got these you know new beans from luke and uh i brewed it up this way let me know what you think and she also usually puts cream in but she she was taking a sip of mine i don't i don't put cream in my my cup of coffee in the morning uh and she drank it and she says did did you put sweetener in this no i didn't that's just the natural sweetness coming through from good quality grown, lightly roasted beans. And then with the brew method that I'm using, it's highlighting this natural fruity sweetness. Uh, and I just love it. So if you have questions about coffee, maybe I'll give myself a coffee talk channel, uh, on, on the discord. And, um, cause again, that's, that's really one of my passions and I, I'd love to one day move into that. I, I think I enjoy the process of making coffee just as much or even more than, than actually drinking it. And if uh, and we have a saying in one of my coffee groups that I'm in, and that's that's drink what you like. If, if you like Starbucks, fantastic. Drink Starbucks. That's, if it does what you want, then that's what, that's, you know, drink it to enjoy it. Drink it to, if it does what you think you want it to do, great. Uh, if you like drinking your old Maxwell House or Folgers or Chock Full of Nuts or 8 O'Clock or whatever, all these other old school commodity grocery store brands are awesome if it does what you want fantastic but just know that there is so much more out there uh, i think of like the, the the grocery store level stuff uh your your keurig or your um your old mr coffee auto drip you know that, that's that's kind of like the the town hall four or five if we're going to equate this to, to clash of clans right here you it's good. It's fun while you're doing it, but there's more stuff out there. And then you start breaking into these, what we call the, the specialty grade coffees, or I'm sorry, not specialty premium. We start breaking into the premium grade quality, this next step up, like the the Starbucks, uh, even the Dunkin' Donuts or some of these other coffee shops that are popping up where you're putting a lot of flavors into the coffee, not relying on the coffee itself to have the flavor. That's that's like breaking into Town Hall 7 or 8, right? You've got, you've got your dragons now. You've got a couple little multi-phase attacks where you're, you you, know, you got a little bit more going on and you're excited about it, and it's great. But you know what? There's a lot more out there. So uh, if you're like me and you, you finally walk into some specialty grade or third wave shop and you have them brew up whatever, whatever the owner or the barista is really liking that day, Um, tell them you're new to the 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 specialty coffee scene and say give me something good they're probably going to brew you up a good pour over it's going to look like tea because it's lightly roasted uh not going to be super dark it's going to have this reddish brown color to it if you hold it up to the light and uh You'll be blown away that, that, yeah, that's coffee. It's it's brewed up from the same type of bean that you're used to drinking through your Keurig every morning. But it's not going to have any plastic flavor. Not going to have any burnt bitterness. And and then you'll, you know, you'll end up like me and, and, and throw way too much money into a hobby. <laughs> that, uh, that essentially is just coffee. Uh, so again, drink what you like. But drink something that tastes good, you know. Uh... Now, a little bit on some other life things. Uh, I've gotten a few comments here and there about the the silly little songs that I've done at the end of a couple of the episodes. Um, yes, i um, I'm a vocalist i'm I'm not I don't really think of myself as a musician. Uh, I spent about eight to ten years as the music director at a, at a small church where I went, um, led a little a little worship band every Sunday morning um, and have been singing since I was 11 or 12 or so as I came up in in youth church choirs and and different things. Uh, So yeah, that's one of the hobbies that I do enjoy. Um, I haven't, I've stepped down from this, that job that I had as a a music director several years ago, but it's still a hobby that I enjoy doing. So yeah, every once in a while, you'll, you'll hear me break out a little tune here and there. Um, Never going to, never going to, uh, to pursue that as a professional career, but it is something that I love to do. And then let me, I don't even know why I need to highlight this. I just, it's something that's, it's weighed heavy on my heart. Um, this, this past week, uh, I've, I've talked about, I, I've mentioned that, that I served in the U S army. Um, I served in the army for six years. Um, I, d- was already in the army uh when, when september 11th happened and was immediately put on standby to go and, and do some things um I, I eventually deployed with my team we went over to, to afghanistan early on in uh in the initial war over there um and, and one of my best friends from that time i just recently found out that he he passed away uh, at the age of 42 um army veteran uh, two teenage boys and a wife at home, um, and it just—I know, guys—it it hit me kind of hard that, that somebody uh, about my age just—he he passed away suddenly. I don't—I don't know any of the details of it. Um, I, I think of this guy is—is is like a brother, even though I haven't directly spoken to him in many, many years. And the moment that I see the obituary shared throughout our veterans group man it was it was like we were right back there in afghanistan goofing off together uh, i don't know i don't know the story uh, i don't know what happened uh, i know that mike uh, was his name um it it, it sometimes it struggled with some depression um and that's a thing that a lot of veterans have struggled with I don't know if if you're aware of this, and this is not. I'm not saying that this is what what happened to Mike. But on average, there are 22 veterans, U.S. veterans, per day who commit suicide. Um, If you are friends or family with with a veteran out there who has been through many of the struggles that, that we've all been through, if you see somebody struggling, please reach out to them. Let them know that, that they're loved, that there's help out there. Um, send, them towards a, uh, send them towards a good church that will help take care of them, a, a, a counselor. Um, if you go to any website for any Department of Defense, anything, there is going to be a link on there um, about suicide prevention for, for military members and veterans. Um, if, you, if you see a veteran that's struggling, go to something like that. Go to the army.mil um and and look for that that link so that you can send them to somebody who has the means to help them um it's a it's a terrible thing that, that happens in our community um and to now know that that there's a, a friend of mine out there who's left behind a, a a wife and kids and like i said i i don't know that that's what what happened with mike but there were other men in our unit that, that have done that and it's Y'all, it's a, it's a tough thing to talk about, and, and it's not something that we want to dwell on here in a, in a gaming podcast. But I, you know, I do want to highlight that there's folks out there that you're on your left and on your right. There's folks out there in your Discord servers. There's folks in game who are going through struggles that we may or may not know. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out for some help if you're one of those. Don't be afraid to offer uh, just an ear to listen. Hopefully, one of these days, we'll be able to to reduce that number in the veteran community from 22 per day uh, down to zero. That would that would be the ultimate goal. Now, let's uh, let's not end that on a on a sad note. Um, I do wanna I will be pouring one out for my homie there, Mikey. I um, hope one day I'll be able to catch up with his 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 wife and, and kids. Um, but yeah, we're not gonna end that on a sad note, guys. Um, Let's look forward to this week. Uh, we're all in the middle of, of CWL. We all have uh, great things to look forward to, so I hope that everybody's out there practicing getting some some friendly challenges in. Uh, I'm about to finish recording this episode and and hop into uh, some friendly challenge sessions with the clan while I uh, uh, head to lunch. Um, we're gonna we're gonna hit those pretty hard here so that we can we can one. We're gonna test out some new base designs that we've um, been given access to. And make sure that everybody who needs to have their bases updated, because maybe they got tripled on day one uh, of C.W.L., we're going to get those fixed uh, and sent out there. Uh, so I hope that y'all are doing the same. I encourage you to do that. Um, if you're looking for somebody to do F.C.s with, I don't know, man, hit me up on Discord. If you're a, I have a, a town hall of 14, 11, 9, uh, 8. So I've, I've got several different. Um, town hall levels if you don't have somebody that you can do some fcs with and you want to do some of those with uh one of those town hall levels let me know i I hop all over the community if you send me an invite i'll come in and and do some fcs and stuff with you um and i'm sure we i've got several clans where i can bring you in and we can do stuff like that we have no problem bringing guys into the clan to do some friendly challenges as long as you're not trying to just steal our bases (laughs) because we don't we don't want none of that um So I wish the best for everybody out there. Uh, I can't wait to see how the rest of CWL goes. I want to, again, congratulate Dynamite on making it to co-leader in Eden's Edge. Uh, Thanks to COTP Plebs for all the hard work you've done so far. Sad to see our streak end, but we're going to start that new one. And uh, to Eden's Edge and the Knights, let's go out here and kick some butt in CWL. All right, guys, that is going to be it for this week on Clashing in Traffic. Uh, hit me up on discord and let me know what, uh, if you got any suggestions for topics and things that we should talk about. Uh, I wish that I had the ability to bring in some guests, but the way that I record (laughs) while I'm commuting would make it a little bit difficult. So yeah, you just get to hear me drone on and on. Uh, but I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you listening to the things that I've got to say. And, uh, I hope that you all will stay safe and have some fun. We're out there playing in traffic. Bye y'all.